Hi, this is Bill Corbett, author of the book Love, Limits, and Lessons, and executive producer and host of the television show Creating Cooperative Kids. Thanks for downloading and listening to this new podcast series that will offer interviews with experts, clips from my television show, excerpts from my parent coaching sessions, and even my interviews on the radio. Each podcast will feature help for parents and professionals who live or work with children and teens, so you'll want to subscribe to the entire series. In this podcast, you'll hear me conducting a parent coaching session with a group of parents. One parent was seeking some solutions to the child's lack of cooperation at home. Now, I explained that it is common for children to have difficulty in understanding the difference between what they feel they're entitled to and privileges. So listen in as I offer one particular fun technique for obtaining an older child's cooperation and some alternatives to saying the word no. Now I have a cooperation technique that I'd like to share with you because it's more effective with children from about six, maybe even five-year-olds and up. So you're going to need this technique soon. Uh, although if you're doing this homework and you go home and remember what I tell you, you may not need this technique at all, but you can share it with others. With an older child, when you're introducing cooperation, what I encourage parents to do, I affectionately call it the DCF exercise. DCF standing for Department of Children and Families. And so what you do is you wait for a time when your daughter is in a great mood. Okay, and their moods change quickly, whether they're three or seven. One moment they will be mad or, or in a bad mood, and just, just wait. And about 30, 30 minutes later, it'll be in a different mood. And, and especially like when they get to about seven and they scream at you and they get mad at you, and 30 minutes later they act like it didn't happen. And we want to go, are you the same kid that just was here 30 minutes ago? You know? So just know that. So wait for a time when the child is, and I call it, open for learning. That means you'll tell them something and they think about it and go, hmm. But you know when they're in one of those moods and you tell them something, they block it out and they fight it. So wait for a moment when she's in a great mood. Always start off a moment of communicating with your child with the phrase, is now a good time for us to talk? This is a great way to teach respect because you want your children to be respectful of you and others. You want your children to expect respect for them from others as they grow. So instead of walking up to your child and grabbing her by the ear and start talking, don't automatically say, you need to go brush your teeth or I want to talk to you, get over here. You know, say, is now a good time for us to talk? Because that gives them the option to go, hmm. Is now a good time to talk. Now, there is the risk that they might go, no. no. <laughs> let go of that, okay? Just let go of that fear that he or she's going to say that. So just say, say, is now a good time for us to talk? When she says, okay, say, great. And so what you do is you get a piece of paper. You actually get a couple pieces of paper. Get her to come to the table with you and sit down, and you do this DCF exercise. And you say, let's, I would love to be voted mom of the year. You say, Let's make a list of all the things that the state... Now, see, it's hard for a three-year-old to understand the state, but a seven-year-old knows right. there's a government out there. Oh, yeah. And so, it again. Yeah. <laughs> so let's make a list of all the things that the state of Massachusetts or Connecticut requires me as a mom to do so that if they ever had a trophy, I would get it. And you get her to help you with it. And if she goes, well, I don't know, you can start and say, I know, to make sure that you have great food to eat, nutritious food. So you start the list. You, you come up with an idea. And then she says, um, have a bed to sleep in? Yes. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. So you write down the bed. And you come up with something like uh, making sure that we don't have a leaky roof, you know, and you write that down. Now, 
you obviously understand what's going on here. We're just listing the requirements of the state. That's why I bring the state into this. Because when your daughter says, have a Nintendo Wii, you can go, oh, you know what? I wish the state would require parents to let their children have Wiis, but unfortunately they don't. So that doesn't go on this list. <laughs> because this is just a list of what the state cares about. We're going to put the Wii on this other list. So the things that she suggests that you should do for her that don't belong on the DCF list, just write them on this random other piece of paper. Okay, You're actually building another list, but she doesn't know that yet. That keeps the iPods in the watching Jersey Shore and uh, you know the other inappropriate stuff over on another list. Even when she says, um, "I think that you should let me go to the mall," you know, you can go, "Oh, the state doesn't require me to bring you to the mall." Let's put that on this list. Um, I think that the state should say that every mom should let their best friend come over and sleep over. Oh, they don't care about that either. That's so unfortunate. Let's write it on this other list. <laughs> So you put all that stuff on this extra list. And then when you nobody can come up with anything more for the actual DCF list, you go, Oh, I think we did it. Now I know exactly what it takes to be an awesome mom. So then you go, now let's look at this other list where we've been writing stuff. This list is called the cooperation list. It's a list of all the things that I might do for you, provided I get cooperation from you. Because this is the stuff that... What's that? It's a sneak attack. Sneak attack, right. So these are all the things that I want to cooperate, that you need my cooperation for. Because you're seven, you can't go to the mall by yourself. You can't go out and buy yourself a 42-inch plasma. But you might need my cooperation if I'm willing to do these for you. What are the other things that are my cooperation things that you would like me to do for you. So she might say, take me to Disney World once a week, take me on a cruise. I'm being silly, but she may come up with stuff that you're not okay with. Let me watch wrestling on TV. Let me have 72 friends over. When she's doing it, accept them anyway. Just go, oh, that's interesting. Let me write that down. You know what you need my cooperation for? Um, whenever you want a new outfit. Instead of going to Plato's Closet to get a used one, you asked me to go to Kohl's. That's a cooperation thing right down. So you keep adding and building this list. you got to fun with this exercise. Mm-hmm. Then, when no one else can think of anything else that goes on this list, now you go back, and because you are the mom and she's not, you get to cross off the ones that you're not willing to do. Mm-hmm. So if it comes to go and take me to Disney World once a week, go... I would love to do that, sweetie, but I'm not willing to do it because it costs way too much money and just cross it off and go, having 72 friends over, I would love to do that for you. But first of all, you don't have 72 friends and we don't have a house big enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. You cross that off. So you get rid of the, the goofy things. This is an old green lighting exercise that parents are afraid to do because what do you do when they say, take me on a cruise? Well, just let it be on the list anyway and then go back and pull rank. And your authority and get rid of the things that are goofy or that you're not willing to do. You know, If she says, buy me every latest Nintendo game that comes out, again, add it to the list, but then go back and go, I'm not willing to do that because I'm not willing. Now, a child seven may go, oh, what do you mean you're not willing? Your response is to go, I'm not willing to do it. Well, why not? I'm not sure. I'm just not willing to do it. You don't have to have a reason for everything. We get locked into this Explain. and we like we have to tell yeah. them, like we have to validate it. Yeah. I was at a Target store one night 
and I'm watching this little boy, I don't know, he was maybe five or six or something, I could see that the boy controlled the relationship. And so the boy says, I want you to buy me that airplane. And the mother said, well, no, I, I don't have any, any extra money, you know, so I can't buy the airplane. Mommy, I want the airplane. And she's like, no, sweetheart. And, you know, she's no, trying sweet, to be nice. You're trying to be yeah. nice to him. Um, your father had to go on a business trip, and he took all our extra money, so I don't have any money to, to buy. The, but I want the airplane. No, honey, you have airplanes all over your bedroom floor. I'm not buying an airplane. But I want the airplane. No, your birthday's coming. She went on with all these all these reasons why he couldn't have the airplane. Yeah. And what do you think eventually happened? She, got she, bought, the she bought the airplane. Because oh. no. she, couldn't, she couldn't think of anything else that he would satisfy him. <laughs> but he didn't care about any of those excuses right. to begin with. So don't think you always have to have a reason. You are a parent. That's why I encourage parents to replace the word no with I'm not willing. Because no means that you have to have something after it as to why it's a no. Because, yeah. Yeah. So if you say, I'm not willing, you're actually saying, my will belongs to me, and I'm not going to buy it. The other thing that's important about replacing no is uh, I'm not ready. This is really good for like when they want to do things that they're not old enough for. Yeah, I want to hold the knife by myself, or I want to ride the bicycle across the street, or I want to go to the mall without you kind of things. That's where I'm not willing could still work, but I'm not ready would be more effective. What we tend to say, what our parents said were, uh, you're not big enough, you're not old enough, you're not smart enough, all that kind of stuff. they're big, and so they get confused. Like I tell my girl, yeah. you're a big girl, but then when she right. asks me, mommy, I want this, this, which is way out of her age range, I say, no, you're not, you're not old enough. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, what did I just do? Right. I totally contradicted myself. It's like a dichotomy yeah. that they don't understand how to deal with. Yeah. So. So the important thing is if they, try, if they want to do something or want you to do something that they're not ready or you're not ready for them to do, simply say that. I'm not ready for you to do that. And, you know, my daughter wanted to go. I remember the day she was turned 12 or 13 wanted to go to the mall with all her little friends. And because all, all her little friends, her parents dump them off in front of the mall at 12 and 13, let them roam the mall. I'm not willing to do that. She said, I want to go to the mall. And I said, I'm not ready for you to go without me. Well, she got mad. She goes, well, when will you be ready? I said, I have no idea. She goes, well, how will I ever know if you're ready? I go, you just got to keep asking me. The next morning, she's waiting outside my bedroom door. And I came out. I go, oh, good morning, sweetie. She goes, so are you ready yet? And I go, ready for what? To let me go to the mall. And I go, hold on. Nope. So she asked me, like, this went on for a week or two, and finally she gave up, you know? So I'm not willing and I'm not ready are two very powerful phrases on drawing boundaries. The best part about this, when you do it long enough, you're going to hear them begin to say it. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not ready. No, there's a risk. They're going to say it to you. Okay? So that if they do that, then you might need to rethink how to get them to do something because commands don't work. Orders and commands only worked in the autocratic days. Commands don't work because today's child takes it as a challenge. You've got to think about how you're introducing this and what you can do differently. But the important part that you want your kids saying, I'm not willing for you to touch me there. I'm not willing for you to take my bicycle. I'm not ready to loan you that thing. You want them to have that lingo. Again, the more... You've been listening to my new Creating Cooperative Kids podcast series. If you would like more assistance with discipline and parenting, please visit my website, www.cooperativekids.com. And remember, making the world a better place to live begins by helping our children find their purpose. 
All information on this recording is the property of Bill Corbett and Cooperative Kids. Copyright 2011, Cooperative Kids Publishing.